Hello everyone, welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borho. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borho and Tim Johnson. Hi everybody, my name's Tim Johnson and lovely Stacy Borjo with me today, uh, like always. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, we're at 134 or 5 shows, somewhere in there. Anyways. 130s. Yeah, we're 130s. Today we're with uh, Sheriff Brian Asbell. Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to be here, Tim. You're a busy guy. Life is very busy. So you just... Uh, took over um, office of Sheriff McCoy? Correct. Uh, last August, I was um, made the appointed sheriff for Peoria County. So roughly right about nine, well, a little less than nine months on the job. But wow. who's counting? <laughs> Counted every day. So <laughs> how's it going? It. It's, it's, you know, I was an undersheriff before I was sheriff. I've been with the, the office for nearly 23 years now. In the last 10 years, I was right below Sheriff McCoy as one of his undersheriffs. My job was in charge of the jail, which is the biggest function we do. Um, so work-wise, I love it. I, I still feel like I'm one of those guys that's never worked a day in my life uh, because I enjoy what I do. But I'm still trying to learn the other side, the public side, because I was always behind the scenes. And it, there's, it's fun. It's fun. So what inspired you to be a police officer to begin with? Wow. Um, I... I joined the Army right after high school. I was 17 years old. I really did not know what I wanted to do. And long story short, when I um, came back home from the Army, I had a friend that I met in high school football. And that's another whole story. Back then, um, I went to Brimfield, but we co-opted sports with Peoria Heights. Interesting. A lot of people don't remember that back in the 80s that uh -huh. we co-opted um, football and wrestling and some sports. But my friend, that he, he went to the Air Force, and he started at the, the sheriff's office working in the jail. And I still wasn't ready to go to college yet. And he said, come over and get an application. And sure enough, they hired me. And 23 years later, I went from a jail officer all the way up to the sheriff. So it's been a fun ride. It really has. That's really cool. Yeah. So you're from the area and... Yep. Born and raised the Brimfield, Kickapoo area. Okay. Yeah. Very yep. cool. Yep. So why would somebody want to be a police officer? I got into this seriously tend to, to help people. That is my passion. I, I want to be involved in our community, try to make our community better. And that's part of my job today is reminding these officers why they got into this job. I've done most of the hiring for the last 10 years in my positions, and everyone across the board, that's the number one answer. I know it's textbook answers, uh, but sometimes we have to remind our employees why we are doing this. We are here to make this community better. Um, police do have a stigma to them. Um, there's a lot of things that happen around the nation, um, and sometimes even locally, that we have to... Um, work on community relations, and that's a big piece of this, is being involved with the community. 
Um, you might have seen me over the weekend where I was wearing a tutu. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I missed out on this one. Yeah, in the rain, uh, first thing in the morning. Yeah. It was, that's, it's a good story, though. It's, it's, we, we had an opportunity to raise some money for the Susan G. Komen um, Breast Cancer okay. Awareness Race. And my undersheriff, who took over my position, Rhonda Guyton, she's a survivor. Oh, I know Rhonda. And Rhonda, lo and behold, she put a challenge out on social media that the sheriff would wear a tutu to the race if she oh. could raise $500 in, in two days. Well, she ended up raising like $2,000 in two days. And, and hence, I was in a tutu Saturday morning. <laughs> so what color was the tutu? It was pink. Oh, of course. Pink, I mean, it was <laughs> <laughs> the Susan Cohen walk. I wish I would have had a picture, but he says it's been broadcasts all over social media. So. Yeah, I think most of the population of Peoria <laughs> County has seen it and had a good laugh with it, but wonderful cause. And um, I drew the line. I said, well, actually, I said if they could raise more money, I would shave my legs, but um, money talks. We're doing <laughs> you, you fundraisers. You just got that on recording, so I mean, now you're really stuck. <laughs> so she said wait till next year. <laughs> okay. Well, now we're going to see you in a pink tutu with shaved legs next year, go. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We love to see people get involved, mm -hmm. and especially volunteerism. Um, how can people get involved with police? We have several volunteer programs um, from our auxiliary forces. To, we still have a mounted patrol. That's the posse. Um, that's the horse riders. Uh, and our search and rescue team. Then we have some internal positions, too, that's volunteer-based. Mm -hmm. That's one thing, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's something when I go around to either ICC, Western, Bradley, different criminal justice programs, mm -hmm. I talk to the students, I said, that's the one thing I'm looking on applications to see if you are um, a person that's volunteering at your age, giving back to the community. And it's something that we ask you know, even our own employees um, to get involved with the community. Um, we have a wonderful town here in Peoria mm -hmm. and we just need to all be involved. But for the programs we have, and I have the utmost respect for the men and women that volunteer literally thousands of hours a year collectively to help us out in our operations. Uh, for example, our mobile auxiliary, um, they dress in the police uniform. They do not have arrest powers, but they go through training and they'll help us out and traffic control. If we have major events, mm -hmm. a lot of our uh, our festivals around town, whether it's Steamboat Days or the Gus Mack or when was, that was here, or even um, the IHSA tournament, we'll have auxiliary down to, to help people, whether it's, um, like I said, controlling traffic, getting people parked, um, different events throughout the year. Um, the St. Jude Run, we will use a lot of our volunteers mm -hmm. to help, you know, keep the roads safe with the behind the runners as safety vehicles. So that's, that's one avenue, um, and we, all different age groups. Um, we, we have uh, from 21 years old to 70 years old. We have doctors and lawyers and students all on this team um, wanting to give back to our community. Uh, the, the posse is just what it sounds like. Um, we now have, you know, the gators and the ATVs and the functionality of the posse has changed over the years. So they're not riding horses as much? We don't have, well, we still have horses. <laughs> they, they bring their own horses and um, do a lot of ceremonies. I think there's, there's some tr sort of tradition to a sheriff having a posse and having the horses. So a lot of our parades, we're trying to get some community engagement. We'll have them out. Um, but the big secret to that, they, we always put them at the end of the parade. 
for a certain reason. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't want to fall behind a horse. <laughs> That's for sure. And the search and rescue team, and this is something I'm, I'm really proud of because this started from a travesty in our community. In 2012, we had a, an elderly man that wandered from his house, suffered from dementia, um, and unfortunately, he lost his life. Um, he, he was left his house in the Peoria area, and we found him out by Jubilee Park. And through that, we found the need to really hone in on how we search large areas of ground, whether it's for a person or for evidence. Mm -hmm. um, if we're doing an evidence search, this is something we'll pull this team out. And this, again, we have a lot of our individuals that will do auxiliary and they'll be on search and rescue team as well. Our team has, since 2012 until today, um, a lot of certifications. They'll go all over the state. If there's a need in another community that doesn't have these resources, um, we'll, we'll call them, they'll, they'll assemble, and they'll go out and help. And again, that's, that's the moral of the story is about helping. It might not just be here in Peoria County, but for example, if someone needed help in Sagamon County or Champaign County, mm -hmm. we're going down there, especially if it's a child or a missing person. Absolutely. Anything that we can do to assist. So there's training involved with that also? Yes, they, they meet monthly, um, sometimes bi-monthly. Um, what they also do, which is really neat, um, we have the, um, the bracelets that we'll put on individuals with with Alzheimer's and we'll maintain those and it's our search and rescue team that goes around to these houses um, free of charge. We'll do the battery replacements and make sure they're functioning correctly and they'll do that almost on a weekly basis or on a PRM basis whenever needed. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of training involved. Um, we are assuming risk anytime we have people go out into the, the public uh, under the umbrella of the sheriff's office. So definitely we have training. Um, our auxiliary officers, they are, they are allowed to carry firearms. They don't have arrest power, um, but it is something by statute they're allowed to do. So we make sure they go through all the mandatory training and uh, the annual training to make sure they're proper licensing correct. and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I never really knew that there was a volunteer police department. Mm -hmm. So first, first you hear I, about a fire department, right. but not police right. department. Yeah. But um, I learned about police um, through high school. We talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Police Explorers is something done through the Scouts. Um, that's, I got some pretty cool experiences <laughs> with that. So. We do not have, we, when I was in high school, yes, Peoria County had a, an Explorers program. Um, today, we, we don't. Um, funding was part of that and the numbers weren't there, but we push a lot of our kids that are interested in that to Peoria City who runs a very good Explorer program. And we do so much work with Peoria County, Peoria City, um, in so many different levels. And this is a way that we'll, we'll get the kids that have interest in getting into the criminal justice field, we'll send to the Peoria City for that type of training. So if somebody's interested in being, you know, getting involved, doing a volunteer, what's the best way to reach out? Our website. We, we have all the, the links to all of our different units and the contact information by going to peoriacounty.org, then just select the sheriff's office. And um, we just did a complete update on our, our uh, website earlier this year. It's very user-friendly, so you can just use keyword search and it'll take you to where you need to go. Excellent. Yeah. We have some programs inside the jail, too, that's not just run through the sheriff's office. These are um, um, social entities that volunteer their services that come in. For example, the Brian Prison Ministry. 
Mm -hmm. um, all of our religious services go through them, uh, and they are phenomenal. Um, they started in 94, 1994 at the Peoria County Jail. They are, I believe, in seven states now and several different other countries. They were in Russia, Romania, China, and it's all still being um, centered from the Peoria County Jail. And this is a wonderful group as well that um, they have a sewing club that will mend our uniforms, our inmate uniforms. It saves us money there. Mm -hmm. uh, every once in a while, they'll get a, a shipment of supplies or food that we'll use as a hub at the jail. And from there, if there's a need for us to use the products, we will. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, push it out to other agencies around the area that might need it. It could be medical equipment, wheelchairs, beds. Um, bedding, coats, things like that, and we have an inmate work crew that love to do this. Um, they, they, it gives them an opportunity to give back, mm -hmm. and they'll help, and we'll take the the products to wherever it needs to go. Jobs partnership is another one I'm really big on, and and that's a not for profit that we allow inside the jail. It's focusing on reentry skills for detainees, um, and that's why I'm really proud of this one. In 2010, when I became jail superintendent, jail, the jail population was hovering right around 600 inmates. You know what we have today? 267. Very nice. Before we came in. Um, and it's, this isn't the only reason, but this is a big part of the puzzle that we're spending um, time and resources on the, those that are incarcerated and try to give them the skills to become productive members of society. That's the key, and it's working. The numbers don't lie. I mean, we dropped our population by 50% in, in eight years. That's wow. great. Yeah. That's really incredible. And then a number of them coming back, or have you tracked that too? There, there's still recidivism. Of course. Um, but for the most part, we're seeing the ones that successfully complete our reentry program, and it is a seven-week it's intense, and we concentrate a lot on soft skills, time management, anger management, how to control your temper on the, on the job site, mm -hmm. how to deal with heckling. These, these are some roadblocks that these individuals, if they find a job, there's other people in the work environment that will tease them about their mm -hmm. past. Um, how, to, how to manage that, and I have seen the success in this, and it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling when you see these guys that haven't been given a chance for so many years because they had an arrest on their record. Mm -hmm. And the goal is right now is to find you know, a living wage. That, that is the key. And we have some wonderful employers around the area that's taking a chance on these, these individuals that we classify as ex-offenders. Um, there's roadblocks in everything right now, though. A lot of the employers we're finding are you know, in Tazewell County. And little things like when you leave jail, most of them do not have a driver's license, right, or let alone a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And the public transportation doesn't go to some of these job sites, and it's very sporadic with work schedules. So uh, we're working on that. Um, hopefully we'll have a solution here um, by the end of summer, um, whether we just you know, purchase some vans and that's going to be someone's job, just you know, currying people back and forth to work. But it's working, and, and I, I'm really happy. And these are all volunteers that come in and teach these classes, and it's, again, doctors. Uh, most of them, for some reason, are, are architects. Um, Caterpillar is involved with this, with the, some of the financial components. Um, 
things like that. They're teaching how to manage a checkbook, how to have a budget, live within your means, mm -hmm. know where your credit's at. These are all type of classes that these volunteers are coming in and teaching. And yeah, I can always tell someone by their eyes. And when we have these, these men and women graduate from these classes, sometimes this is the first diploma they've ever received in their life. It's the first time someone's ever told them, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. It's reassurance. And um, so we'll have better data here in a couple of years so we can track the individuals, but we are tracking them to see yeah. if they reoffend. Um, but, but I also want to know if they do reoffend, why? If it was missed fees, was it, what's the reason? Because a lot mm -hmm. of times we just classify people, well, they went back to jail. There might be a specific reason how that happened. Yeah. And, yeah. But addressing the socioeconomic needs of our community, it truly, in my opinion, um, and for law enforcement and, and keeping our community safe, centers around fighting the causations of crime, and one of the big causations is poverty. Mm -hmm. We need to get people back to work and become productive members of society. They want to. Um, I was blessed. Um, I mean, my career has taken me from the jail. I was a detective for many, many years. But when I went back to the jail, I had an opportunity to go down and, and talk to these men and women that are incarcerated. And it was the same story time and time again. I, I never get a chance. Um, they look at my application. They put it at the bottom of the list because I have a jail record. So... Part of my job as sheriff, and I do this on a weekly basis, I go around to different employers around our community and have, you know, ask them to take a chance on these individuals. And the feedback I'm getting from the employers that have taken the chance, they're wonderful workers. They're hungry. They want to do a good job. They want to change their life. They want to be mm -hmm. better for them as well as their children. So that's what keeps me going. You asked me why I got into this business. It's, it's programs like that where I truly see we're making a difference. I wish we could do it, have a lot more people involved and, and take this to the next step. Um, but I'm a realist too. We're not going to change everyone. And no. sometimes it, it's just the reality of, of life. But if we can change, you know, 10% of the people that go through those jail doors and be, become productive members of society, buying cars, buying houses, um, it's going to change their family's life, and that's going to be better for their children. That's going to be our next doctors and lawyers and teachers. It's going to be these children of these men and women because someone took a chance on them. Mm -hmm. So broke the cycle. Absolutely. We're again talking to somebody that's passionate about what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Takes time right away. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's incredible all the different things. We could sit here and talk for hours. I know we could because of all the things that you're involved with mm -hmm. and you're really busy schedule it's it's, it's a good busy though yeah. I, I saw my wife once last week <laughs> <laughs> the marriage hasn't been better no <laughs> no she's wonderful my wife's a nurse and she likes going to a lot of these things too and then yeah. yeah. we we both have the same attitude about giving back yeah helping That's people awesome. really really a cool thing remind everybody what's the best way to either reach out to you or the website yes uh PeoriaCounty.org, and you just go to the sheriff's department from that site, and it's a, it's a very simple search. We have a lot of information. We have a Facebook site as well, but I really push people towards um, the website because it's, there's so many links there. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's it. Um, <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Sheriff Brian Asbell of the Peoria Sheriff. 
Peoria County Sheriff. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Volunteer. PeoriaLife.com.